Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Space, the final frontier. Yeah, yeah. With Thinking Sideways, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wow. Best intro ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, for anybody who's confused right now, <laughs> I am Steve. As always, I am joined by my co-host. <laughs> the orchestra over here. Yeah, Joe. And Devin. <laughs> and uh, as we did in our lovely musical intro, we are the, tea, the, uh, the hosts of Thinking Sideways. This is getting all out of control really fast. Mm, yeah, no, no structure. We need structure. Yeah, we do. But we're uh, gonna. But just, just so if you don't know, we solve mysteries. We tend to try to solve mysteries. Yeah. We do. Joe lies about us solving mysteries. He well, does occasionally. Well, we have another mystery this week that we're going to talk about, which is the Black Knight satellite. This story got suggested to us a long time ago. And I really apologize to whoever was the first person to suggest it to us. 
because I sort of lost your email and didn't write it down, and I don't have your name. Uh, bad, Steve. Yeah. Bad, I, well, very bad, Steve. Benjamin uh, r- r- suggested it a couple of months ago. I have that written down, yeah. so he gets the prize, but to whoever the other person was, thank you. Maybe Sorry. It was, maybe it was Benjamin. I, I, I know this We've this one's been in the, the hopper for a long time. Yeah. We're trying to get better about writing that stuff down. Yeah, we've been doing pretty good, but in the beginning, we were pretty sloppy. Yeah. But let's talk about the Black Knight satellite. Okay. This, I'm just going to preface this right now, which this is one of those stories that has been told and rehashed and retold so many times that it is so hard to get to the root story that I'm just going to give a, I'm just going to tell kind of the commingled version, which is what you see on a lot of the places that you read about it. Come to think of it, that's kind of seems to be the version of the story that we tell a lot. The commingled mm-hmm. version, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the ones that are all just full of all kinds of fun stuff. That, yep, that yep, all the kind fun of made stuff. up and tacked mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yep. So we're we're gonna we're just gonna go with every little bit that is on here to tell this story today. According to the lore, the Black Knight satellite was first discovered by none other than Nikola Tesla. That doesn't surprise me. Yep. The, the one of the granddaddies of science. The granddaddy. Is he the granddaddy? In my book. Okay. Nah, 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 I think there were there's older granddaddies, but Tesla did some amazing stuff. He did some amazing yeah. stuff. He's the hottest of the granddaddies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Sorry. I yeah, thought about that. In, but... in 1899, Tesla was using a high-voltage radio receiver, I yeah, believe, receiver. Is, is what you would be using. Yeah. Uh, and it was a 200-foot tower. Uh, he was, I think he was in Colorado. He'd, he'd gotten funding by one of his major backers to build this thing. But he was picking up unusual transmissions, which he believed had to be intelligent because they were very consistent they were repeating patterns and he evidently thought that they were likely to be extraterrestrial i know that he thought that they were intelligent Mm -hmm. but i've also seen that it was said that he believed they were extraterrestrial sure it was coming from space it was coming from space Uh, maybe Maybe. Yeah. Actually, that's what. It was coming from space. It was coming okay, from, space. from space. Yeah, yeah. Later, when we move, and this story's going to do this a bunch, we're going to do a bunch of skips in time. We're going to skip forward to the 1920s. Unusual transmissions began being picked up by ham radio operators. And they were they were obviously earthly in origin because they were transmissions coming from Earth, but they were weird and and they shouldn't have been picked up where and when they were picked up. Okay. These are something that at the time no one understood and today we don't really know what they are or what causes them but they're what are referred to as LDEs which stands for long delay echoes. And people have attributed this to the Black Knight satellite. We talked about that a little bit during Lost Boy Larry, didn't yeah. we? Skipping. Yeah, skipping. Yeah. Skipping. It's, it's, it's a similar phenomena to skipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, essentially, I guess what they're saying then is that uh, the Black Knight satellite picked up these transmissions and then... And bounced them back to us for some reason. Rebroadcasted. Yeah, yeah rebroadcasted. It didn't just echo off the, si- off the satellite, but it actually 
absorbed it, recorded it, retransmitted it back down at different intervals. At a delay, yeah, yes. Yeah, at a delay. The, the delay was not consistent, though, if I no. understand correctly. No, it yeah. is not a consistent delay. It can yeah. anywhere. I think it's anywhere from 6 to 30 to 30 seconds to sometimes up to a minute or so. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's really inconsistent. It's really weird. Mm. Yeah, it is a little weird. We're going to move forward again okay. to, ni- to 1954, okay. and according to the story, the U.S. government released information that they had detected two satellites that were in a polar orbit. First, you need to understand that we, and, and by we, I mean the human race. Not us, mm-hmm. specifically Team Sideways. Not Team Sideways. Yes, not Team Sideways, but the actual human race had not yet developed a capability to put a satellite into orbit. That wouldn't happen until October 4th of 1957 when Sputnik mm-hmm. was put into orbit. So we hadn't mm-hmm. launched a satellite at all. The and next... I guess we should clarify also that satellite can mean anything that's orbiting, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's of... Yeah, the moon is a satellite. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Anything that is intentionally orbiting the Earth. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily mean it was mechanical or anything like that. True. Right. Very true. Okay. The other thing to keep in mind is that this, well, actually, it's, it says that there were two satellites at the time in a polar orbit. And I want to talk about a polar orbit real quick so that people know mm. what this is because this is important. Mm. Yeah. Most satellites are in an equatorial or semi-equatorial orbit. That means that they're going around the equator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most people do satellites even today that way because it's easier because when a rocket is launched you use the 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 inertia of the earth to propel it well, not, in that direction yeah not the inertia but the speed the, the, speed. the, the rotation the, ro- the, the yeah, rotation yeah, is what i was the after of the earth yeah but it, it helps with it yeah so it gets it going yeah that's why most most of them are, are west to east yeah there's only a few that are east to west correct there are some but 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 the thing is 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 going in the opposite direction or even more so going in a polar orbit is hard because you've got to negate all of that speed that you picked up on launch and then get something to rotate over each of the poles so mm-hmm. instead of going around the equator we're rotate at 90 degrees now you're going over both the poles so instead of so, going east west or west east they're going north south or south north yeah correct exactly. and it's, that's uh, a very good way to put it and that's a, and what you do for that is you just launch from a more northerly um launch point that also helps a lot but mm-hmm. yeah um it's not tremendously unusual. We, you know, a lot of survey and spy satellites have polar orbits because that's a great way to cover the entire surface of the well, planet in a, mm-hmm. in a very short amount yeah, of time. That's the upside of the polar orbit is you're circling around the poles while the Earth is circling around underneath you so uh-huh. you can take images of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of lots of survey satellites and, and stuff like that use the, use the polar orbit. But orbits. that's perhaps newer... That's that's yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, obviously, our, our earliest launches were just west to east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and the first the the first satellite, and I use that that with man-made air quotes. Satellite. What man-made satellite? Yes, um, uh, the first man-made satellite. Yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- that we put into a polar orbit of any kind didn't happen till 1960, and this mm-hmm. report is from 1954. Okay. So there's some strangeness there. The other thing is that, according to these reports, that satellite was transmitting radio signals that could be detected, but so, couldn't be or picked up. The satellites from 1954? Yes. Both of them? Yes. Okay. Or at least one of them. Okay. 
again, this is where the story gets mm-hmm. a little sure. fudgy and sure. I don't know, but signals are being sent. They're being picked up. We don't know what they are. And then the satellites just kind of disappear or maybe we lost track of them. I, I, I'm not positive, mm-hmm. but the, the, there's no more reporting on it at that time. Yeah, I'm really not sure what our tracking abilities were back in those days because, I mean, these days we have radars because obviously we want to track all the satellites that are up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, at we... that time I don't know. How, I don't even know how they picked them up. That's the mm-hmm. hard part is I don't know how these things were discovered because they can't find it in in the lore again i'm going to use that phrase mm-hmm. all of the retellings and the stuff that i've found and digging through it i can't find out how it was picked up mm-hmm. just that it was yeah so it makes you wonder yeah we're going to skip ahead a couple of years to 1957 okay uh there are accounts that the black knight satellite was photographed following sputnik 2 Mm-hmm. Uh, by a guy named Dr. Corrales? Corrales? I'm oh. not sure. Oh, yeah. He's Venezuela. It happened in Venezuela, so I'm assuming that it's it's a name that's of some Spanish origin, but I'm terrible at pronunciations, as we all know by now. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just going to go with that. So somehow the BKS uh, managed to swing out of its polar orbit and, and, and get behind Sputnik 2? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, evidently it was shadowing Sputnik 2. Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah, and uh, he, took a, he took this photo of it when he was in he was in caracas uh, but again this is this is the another bit it's so jumbled it's so muddled i i, I can't get good details on this that's good enough to retell so i'm just going to kind of mm. leave it at that as it was photographed shadowing sputnik 2 and no uh no fo- no copies of the photograph exist anywhere i take it i can't find them yeah i haven't seen anything Again, we're going to skip forward in time a couple of years to 1960. At that time, the U.S. and the Russians had put successfully quite a few satellites into orbit. What you got to remember, though, is, of course, now we're in the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And this freaks the U.S. military out that, oh, my God, there's satellites up there that could be, you know, recording us or taking mm-hmm. pictures of us. Yeah, you got to keep track of those things. You do. And so they put up a, a net, a, a kind of a radar net, like what you were alluding to a little bit earlier, Joe, mm. so that they could track what came across. There was one on the eastern coast and one on the western coast, so they could track the things that came by. Mm. Mm-hmm. On February 11 of 1960, newspapers announced that an object was detected that was of unknown origins, and it was described as a dark, tumbling object that was at a 79, it's orbiting 79 degrees off the equator. So close to a polar orbit. Um, yeah, kind of. Not exactly a true polar orbit, no, not as it all, was but... described from the 1954 report. But I, I don't know. But it's also said that it had an eccentric or erratic orbit, and it had an apogee of. And this is where I'm going to need your help here, Joe. So yeah. uh, it says the apogee was 1,728 kilometers. What is that going to be in miles? Uh, 1,073. Okay, yeah. and it had a perigee of 216 kilometers. What is it? Yeah. What's a perigee? So what does that? Well, what does yeah. that equate to in miles? 134. Okay. So, yeah, perigee is the low point in the orbit. Apogee is the high point in the orbit. Thank you. And the easy way that I always think of it is away and apogee both start with an A, Mm -hmm. which puts perigee closer. 
Does that make sense? No. The A and the P. It's it's kind of a, a, a what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, a mnemonic. Uh, mnemonic. Thank no, you. It's, it's not. But it's no. not. But it's kind of it's the way I remember it. Is Apsy's okay. a way that puts perigee close. It's it's not the best thing, but that's how I, I sure. keep it straight in my little head. Sure. Yeah. But now that was. Uh, 1960. 1960. Now, they, this particular orbit, that this is what the U.S. military reported? Because I thought they reported something with a, bit, a little bit not quite such an erratic orbit. That's, again, that's the difficulty here is yeah. that with retellings, it's hard to pin down exactly what was talked about mm-hmm. or reported. Mm-hmm. i got to say, if, the, if, if this is an, indeed an alien object that they put in, a, put in orbit around the planet, they did kind of a crappy job. <laughs> 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 Well, the thing, obviously, that I don't like talking about, because I don't want to ever think about it, but, you know, the whole, like, lost cosmonaut thing mm-hmm. is, like, 1959. Uh, so, I mean, you know, to have some weird lost space stuff in accidental orbit of the Earth mm-hmm. isn't, you know... It's not unheard un- of. It's not unheard it's of. It's not at all unheard of. No. Here's, here's something... About, I mean, we've been talking about the orbit and stuff being up there, but here's something that's weird about the orbit to me is things that are in a stable orbit have to be 222 miles or more above the Earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. This thing was, uh, what was the, it was 134, 134 miles, which to me doesn't make sense because that seems like it would come too close. Gravity and atmosphere would drag it and slow it down and, and pull it back to earth. So it's a weird orbit. To yeah, me. It would take a long time for that orbit to decay, but it would eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's also said that, and this is talking about the size of the satellite. It said that the object was calculated to be somewhere between 10 to 15 tons. How? I have no idea how that calculation okay. was done. That is sure. a good question. But that is that is miles and miles heavier, much, much heavier than anything we had been able to put into orbit at that time. Well, I'm sure a piece of cake for the aliens. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I can't get a clear bead on the size of it. And this is, this is the part that really jumps out to me based on that weight mm. is I've seen a couple of places say that it was two foot by three foot. No. Which mm. would put it at what? Three, six, twelve kilograms cubic feet would be a really dense little object yeah that's over a ton a cubic foot that's freaking mm-hmm. heavy i mean there are some there are some materials that could be like that but it'd have some, to be totally solid yeah, yeah i mean some yeah some some asteroids are you know, made of heavy metals but i don't think anything that dense Mm-mm. and that's... and yeah it would have to be right and so then you run into the problem of if it is broadcasting anything there can't also be contained within a technology to broadcast that we know how to make well fair that we know how to that make. we know how to make but yeah. we know but... how to make everything steve we're human <laughs> beings have, have you seen joe's basement he makes everything down i know there. i know i've got a little, bunch of little l's down there but... got one of these things down there but uh here's the thing about it. if it's only two by three feet then how did dr what's his name in caracas Venezuela manage to snap a picture of it yeah let's let's see it well, I don't think Sputnik was very big. Nah, I don't. Yeah, I guess Sputnik wasn't all that big either. And but... Sputnik Two would have been the same design, just the second one shot up into space. But I mean, it, 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 the thing is, is that what we're going to find with this story as we go through the orbit changes, 
the weight changes mm. and the size changes. All these things change as we go. And and so that's why I ha- I wanted to call it out. But if we go back to this 1960s stuff, the military, according to the, the story, got really interested. And they put a lot of effort into researching this mystery satellite. And they commissioned a special committee to gather information on it. And those findings have never been released. Wow. Mm. Nobody's Fair. ever seen them. After... Well, what are they hiding? I, that's a good question. Something. Uh, something. After tracking this, uh, what they are, people are saying was the Black Knight satellite in 1960 for three weeks, it again disappeared. But during that time, the strange transmissions, the LDEs, the long... Delay echoes Uh were being picked up. We're going to move just slightly forward in 1960 to September 3rd. There is a tracking camera at Grumman Aircraft Corporation. Uh, It was at their Long Island factory or facility. And it said that it took a photo of the Black Knight satellite. Mm. Uh This is where things get a little hinky to me. Is people on the ground said they had been seeing it for about two weeks. They could make it out. It was red and glowing and moving east to west. Mm. Wow. There it goes, changing its orbit again. Uh huh. The speed was about, was described as being about three times as normal. And its shape, like I talked about a minute ago, it's, it's changed again in this. It is now about 19 feet long and weighs 32,000 pounds. I don't, okay. I guess uh, my question on that, right, is that just, uh, how, at what point do you just say, well, obviously it's something different it's you guys saw. Law, wouldn't you think? You know, I think yeah. at yeah. some point you say, that doesn't sound anything like this. I don't know what your basis for claiming it's the Black Knight satellite is. It doesn't have any of the, any kind of basic. Mm, it's never been reported to glow red. It's you know, never been reported to move east to west. Right. Yeah. So I think at some point on a lot of stuff like this, and I know we are inclined to do that, and I want to do it again, is just say that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's clearly not part gonna, of the Black yeah, Knight no, satellite. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm inclined to throw that one out. Oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because going from a near pole polar orbit to suddenly being in an equatorial orbit that's amazing to, but yeah. not only that but to have changed size and color so drastically and speed yeah, so it's a transformer yeah, yeah it's clearly not actually that it's not an autobot yeah if you're moving, <laughs> it's a decepticon maybe Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah if you're moving three times as fast that must mean that means also you're a lot lower and you're a lot lower down because that's what I think, that's how you keep them dropping into the gravity well of the planet is to to speed up. The closer you get, the more you, the faster you have to go. Yep, and move so, farther out. You can go slower. So you know uh, this thing apparently can move itself around pretty good. Mm. And, yeah, or maybe it's just something totally different. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, we're we're gonna go to some more strange things that are attributed to the Black Knight satellite. Okay. Uh, do either of you know who Gordon Cooper is? Yeah. No. Who is he, Joe? Mercury, uh, Mercury astronaut. Yes, yeah. he was. He was on Mercury 9. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, the Mercury program was putting men in capsules and shooting them into space. And they were circling the globe and then splashing back down into the ocean mm-hmm. to figure out how to survive in space. Oh, oh. by the way, if you want to read a good book on this subject, uh, 
the right stuff by Tom Wolfe. Oh yeah, it's a great book. I haven't. I, I, you I haven't remember read that? watching the movie as a kid, but I never read the book. Oh, you got to read the book. The book. Yeah. Much, the book is much better. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. can only. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Yeah, but if you want to know everything you wanted to know about the Mercury program and then some, read this book. It's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Uh, who was the the first man in space? Um, it was. Um, Alan Shepard? Yeah. 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 So one of the things, uh, Cooper's first attempted launch, they, they scrubbed it. Uh, he was, he was in the cockpit, he's ready to go. And then they had to scrub it for some technical reason, but like uh, every single launch NASA's attempted in the last four years. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot but, of that, yeah. uh, who was it? It was Shepard. Yeah. Alan Shepard. I believe. Yeah, I think oh. you're right. I can't remember, but, uh, yeah, Cooper got into the cockpit and, uh, he found a, uh, a plunger. From Shepard. Because when he had gone up, evidently there was an issue with the plumbing of his toilet system. Uh-huh. And so as a joke, he had given him a plunger to take with him into space. But that didn't actually end up going into space because that mission got scrubbed. But mm. when Cooper finally did get into space, he orbited the Earth 22 times before he came back down. That's cool. On trip 15 around the globe, that's where the strangeness comes in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What? Cooper reported a greenish UFO to NASA, and the people at the tracking station of NASA also saw this on his readouts and displays. And it's it's important to point out, Cooper wasn't afraid to report UFOs. He evidently reported a couple of UFO in sightings because mm-hmm. he was a test pilot mm-hmm. and he would see things and he would call it a UFO because he didn't know what it was. Because it, it was by definition an a unidentified UFO. flying yes, object. Absolutely. It's not mm-hmm. what we would consider today to be a space alien Woo-hoo. ship. Yeah, no. No, but he, he would report those things. So it's credible that he would have reported this. And, and according to the story, it's corroborated by this these, uh, I think it's up to a hundred people that were in the NASA tracking station in Australia that saw it on their screens. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, the uh, the Black Knight satellite had once again changed its orbit, and now it's going west to east again. Oh, because it was because of the Shepard instance. Well, no, no, because Cooper. Of the Cooper incident. Or Cooper incident. Well, yeah. I don't know. That does I don't know. At least in this writing, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was orbiting together. It just means that he saw it go past them. Him, right? Yeah, that's that's entirely possible. So it could yeah, be that now, it was still orbiting north-south. Okay, so. But it, it, it had never been described him. as having this greenish glow that he described. Yeah, yeah but nobody it, had been that close to it before. Yeah, true Maybe. that. Was it uh, coming towards him or moving past him or I, I falling don't know. behind him? I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where the accounting of this is just so brief and it's just splashed. Mm. And then that's it. You get the you get the, the, the flash, but you don't get any of the follow-up details. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of this stuff we will be going into in more detail in the theory section. So before anybody, you know, is screaming at us, what's going on? Just be aware. We're going to come back to some of this stuff, but I just want to walk through. Yeah. We're going to have to circle back to it. A couple times. Yeah. Uh, Another newspaper article that we have from 1969 said that the Apollo 10 astronauts, and those would be young uh, Cernan and Stafford were the first to actually film a uh, extraterrestrial beacon. Okay. Which was called the monolith. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a small version of what you saw in the movie or read about in the book 2001, A Space Odyssey. Resurrect Dead on Jupiter. No? 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Kubrick? No? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's it's from 2001. Like I said, uh, the, the Apollo 10 crew evidently filmed it from all angles. But they I were... Just, I, sorry, I did, I did a quick Google search, um, and it, that footage doesn't exist on the internet somewhere. I know, which surprisingly. Is too bad. Uh, or, depending on your perspective, not surprisingly. Yeah, depending. Yep, the, the first cosmonaut in space, uh, let's see, that was Yuri Gagarin? Is that how you would say that? I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, he cited the monolith in 61. And then Alan Shepard, who we were talking about earlier, evidently he is supposedly, uh, supposedly has report had reported it as well. But it, I, 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 I say that with a lot of hesitance. I don't know. Again, this is just the way the story is told and you see it. If we move then to 1973, Again, we're, that's a little farther skip in time. A researcher, uh, his name is Duncan Lunan. He decided that he wanted to try to figure out what the LDE transmissions that were being picked up meant, what the deal was. Uh-huh. Mm. And he did an amazing job, I must say. <laughs> he really did. He went to the records of the transmissions and he analyzed them. And what he determined was that they were from another race mm. and they included a star chart to, and I know I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, the Bootes. Epsilon Bootes? I'm not sure. I, I just call it booties myself. Yeah, but I know booties, <laughs> booties isn't correct. Are... No. Um, it's a double star in the Bootes constellation. Uh, it's got that, what is the little double dot over the E? Umlaut. Umlaut. It's got the umlaut, umlaut on the second O, which makes it so hard to pronounce. Yeah. But what? here's how he figures this out. Is he, he figured this out by plotting the delay time of the signal... Against the order in which the echoes were received. Mm-hmm. I, that's what he said he did. Now, what that means, I, do, I, I don't have the scientific backing to, to explain. But based on that research, he said the signals were 12,600 years old. Well, they mm-hmm. would have had... I mean, it would be not so hard to do the, the math on that, right? I mean, realistically, if, if you can say, yeah, it's coming from that star... I, the science behind saying it's coming from there, mm-hmm. notwithstanding, right? But to easy. figure out how long it would have taken from something to get there from here. But, but how, how he figured out the star chart. Because he says it, in, it included, you know, I don't know if it was coordinates or a star chart, but that's how he figured out what constellation and what uh, double stars. So star he decrypted the alien mm-hmm. language. And I, yeah, and I don't know how many, um, how many light years this is from us. A long ways. I'd I love suppose. to hear the... Are there, are there recordings... Of LDEs? Yeah, on the internet. Of these specific LEDs? uh, Well, these, I don't think these ones would be out there, the ones that Lunin was looking at, because this is in 1973. Yeah. But LDEs still happen, Mm -hmm. and I imagine that they're on the internet. I didn't think to look to listen to them, because from what I understand, LDEs are repeats of signals from Earth. They're just echoes. So that's why it's a little weird to me that he found this extraterrestrial location called out. But yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I was, uh, in, you know, I was pondering that too. It seems a little fantastic, but it's, uh, I, you know, my, my one thing is that if, if you're a satellite and you just don't have the gumption to just broadcast the message directly to planet Earth. 
mm-hmm. but but you want to you want to send a message. What a clever way to do it is to is to receive a radio signal and then retransmit it back, but vary the interval by which you travel, but which you transmit to, to it back. transmit a message. And that and so the interval can, that the, the variation in the interval contains information. It, that's the I only, guess actually that's it's a clever not, way. Yeah. It's not bad, you know. If we're gonna. <sighs> theorize for a second i'm don't want to hop ahead to theories but to just quickly theorize no, 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 for a have second. at it because we're almost there if we're if we are if we were to say that the black knight satellite were for instance an alien spaceship that was stranded or something of that nature right that they were not powerful enough to exit our orbit but also didn't want to die on their entry in or whatever mm-hmm. trying to send a distress signal if they're basically a dormant ship That'd be a really good, easy, like energy conserving way is to just hold one back, you know, to not, I mean, you wouldn't have to actually broadcast a new message mm-hmm. or anything like that. You just can delay it a little bit. I don't know. Well, they're still broadcasting. Well, but, it, um, it, it, it makes me think. But the um, computer could be doing uh, it. What it was could that? be they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that movie that, that came out last year? The, the Matthew McConaughey movie about oh, yeah. space? Was it Interstellar? Interstellar. And, and one of the things that they do is he, he transmitted messages in like binary code and stuff like that. I mean, that to me, is in line with what you're talking about. Not exact, mm-hmm. but it makes me think about that. I didn't see it. Oh, for I, obvious you should. Reasons. It's actually pretty mm-hmm. good. But mm-hmm. watch it at home mm-hmm. so you can control the volume because nope. the volume on that movie is terrible. Nope. Mm-hmm. I will not. <laughs> it's a movie about people in space, Steve. You know my thing about people in space. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Devin uh, a DVD that says it's the movie Heathers. And then she and I'm going to actually print on it so it says the Heathers. She'll be like, yeah, I'm going to watch Heathers. And then she's going to pop it in. It's going to be interstellar. I'm no. totally going to do this to you. And you got you to program it so it disables the off button. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. important part because yeah. I will turn it off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, let's, I'm more a little get, off. We're a little yeah. off. Let's get back to the story. Right. So 13,000 years old. That's yeah. been up there a long time. Yeah. Well, that's that. Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to do that right now. Let's move to the last big thing about the Black Knight satellite, which is 1998. So we're, again, skipping ahead in time. The astronauts aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavor, which was going to go meet up with the International Space Station, the ISSS. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I- ISS. ISS yeah. Sorry, I added an extra S. It's the ICE. The ICE. Mm. That's some other weird group. Uh, but <laughs> they were going to go there because I don't remember what they were doing. At one point, they suddenly saw this strange black object out their window and they took a bunch of high quality photos of this black object traveling away from them. Mm. And if you go out on Google, you can find these images. Any, uh, yeah, any website that's about the Black Knight satellite has at least one of these. Images at least on. one, if not yeah. all. Yeah. And they're and they always crop them up just so you can just see it, not everything around it. But it, you you see a lot of it. And now everybody's favorite time: theories. Theories. Let's go into the theories, and, and we've we've talked about the the first theory a little bit, which is okay. It truly is something extraterrestrial. Mm. And I, I think that I, I've caught a little guff for this in the past. I, it's not that I don't 
disbelieve in aliens. I just you don't believe in aliens. Though. I no, I, I I believe in aliens. It's just a lot of things that are automatically attributed to aliens strike me wrong because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And and but but I'm gonna suspend that. Okay. And we're gonna talk about this. I I don't understand why something like this would be circling the globe for so long basically doing nothing no Mm. well but we don't really know that's been circling the globe that long Uh, okay that's it that's you're right we don't don't know how long it's been there according to what we evidently in the 50s is when we figured out something was up so 60 years okay and then you can just go ahead and assume it's possible that a lifespan isn't the same right their time scale isn't the same Mm -hmm. also uh, there's something to be said for gathering data, mm-hmm. and yeah. you want a big yeah. sample source for it's, that data. There might not be; it might be a robotic probe, and not right. actually yeah, right. people by yeah. aliens. And 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 the thing that that I had to, uh, this is the way I had to deal with it in my head is okay. Well, we we he- keep hearing stuff about it disappearing and it changing its course a little bit, so maybe it's a little shy. And it's happily rotating or circling the the globe. And then, oh, look, a couple of rockets pop up because I need to get out of the neighborhood. So it's got to have some kind of control, pushes itself farther away from the planet. Eh, look, the rockets are gone. Yay. Comes back in. Oh, now we're, us humans, in space all the time. So it has to stay farther out to keep from being detected. So I can see if it is an information gathering thing and it doesn't want to be discovered. I can see why that would be, but it's still weird to me that the orbit has changed so much. I I guess I don't have that problem because I choose to disbelieve the reports of the orbit changing that much. There's also that. I mean, there are consistent reports throughout time, right, that it's been essentially the same orbit. Essentially. Right. Versus like a few outliers where it's just people who are clearly describing something else. Exactly. Who are saying it's the Black Knight satellite. So it's not a problem to me that it would just be in the same orbit. Okay. Yeah, I no, think so. I, I can run with that. Yeah. And we've 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 already gone into what the the reason for the LDEs mm-hmm. would be. Yeah. So I don't think we need to to hash that up anymore. Not really. And the uh, and uh, but you're right. I mean, it could it could well be that the whole point of that thing was just to wait until we started popping up rockets, and then its job is done. Now it just notifies home that we've achieved a a, a level of technological advancement mm-hmm. to where we can actually put things in orbit. And then it's it tells home and then tells gets out and dodge. Either either runs away or it fires its retros and jumps plunges into our atmosphere and burns up. Right. Or it goes dormant. It also Who knows? Be, I mean, it could yeah. have been what burned up in the atmosphere over Russia the other year. Yeah, yeah last year or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I, I think, no, I think you're it absolutely right. I don't know that. I think it would have done the job earlier than that, but because we, you know, it, would have, it would have detected all the radar waves that are used to track things in orbit. Mm-hmm. Well, it might have waited yeah. long enough to make sure we didn't destroy ourselves. Uh, How is it going to stop us from destroying ourselves? No, no. D- wait to make sure we didn't before reporting home. Mm. We still could. Yeah, we, we still, still could. Easily. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, well, it, as far I, as extraterrestrial origins, it, it actually could, and this is entirely credible, it could be extraterrestrial because extraterrestrial is just anything that's not on planet Earth and not of planet Earth. So imagine it's just a, a small asteroid or a meteor, something like meteoroid, that just happened to like you know come along and get caught for a while in orbit around that got lassoed into orbit around our planet in a highly irregular orbit. And you you would expect that if something got like 
nabbed. Things don't just naturally go into perfect orbits. No, they don't. They're not going to go into a certain... They're going to go into a very erratic orbit like this one. And so it's entirely possible there's something came along and wound up in orbit around us for a while, and then just eventually its orbit deteriorated and it plunged into our atmosphere. Or it finally got... Uh, slingshotted away. That's possible too. Although it sounds like this thing was in a fairly stable orbit from the way people are talking about it. The way people are talking so, about it, I think, is an apt description. Which yeah, the way people makes are it hard to yeah. say that that's a concrete fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's, but it sounds like it was in a, in a stable, long-term orbit, and then it's not going to suddenly slingshot itself away. But it will eventually, probably, its orbit will decay, and it'll go into the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah been, no. so it could really be extra extraterrestrial. It could just be a bit of space debris. You're right. Mm-hmm. A bit of space rock. Yeah. yeah. Let's then, now, let's move to the next theory. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make some people mad. I'm okay with that. <laughs> when I say that the next theory is that it was made up for fun or to stir people up. Mm-hmm. And... Bear with me as I go through this because I've, I, you two know, but our listeners don't know where I'm heading with this in the images that I've shown you mm-hmm. for the reason why. Yeah. Because believe it or not, people do go on the internet and they make things up or mm-hmm. on a more mundane scale, they, they totally misinterpret something yeah. and then they shout it to everybody they know. And then that gets repeated as well. We do that all the time. (laughs) Here's an example. Um, I've seen an, uh, there's an image out there that I've seen that is supposedly uh, from Apollo 10 showing the Black Knight satellite. Mm -hmm. And I wasted so much time going through the Apollo 10 photos and not finding it. And then I started just going through all of the photos that were available from NASA. And lo and behold, I actually found the photo itself in its raw format. Nice. Yeah, I got Actually, lucky. But NASA then, has a NASA has a ton of photographs. I know. On their I couldn't believe I found it. Yeah, couldn't believe I found it. But here's the thing: I then wasted even more time brewing around with that image in Photoshop because here's the thing. The website that I have seen this on, or there's a couple of them, say, look at this alien spacecraft that is the Black Knight satellite that was found in this Apollo 10 image. Mm-hmm. The image has no date. It has no location that it was shot from. The image is not good quality. And I'm going to walk through some of these facts because these are the things that make our job so hard. So when I find a very blatant one, I have to call it out so people can kind of think what's going on when they're seeing some of this. So the exposure is really bad, but there's also stuff all over this image. There's water spots and I found hairs on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. tell me that it was a print and not a negative that no. was scanned in. And you got this off the NASA website or somewhere yeah. else? NASA oh, website. Huge. 300 DPI res. Huge image. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like 100 megs or something. It was, was god awful huge. But if it had been scanned in from a negative, a hair would have been gigantic. But that wasn't the case. They were really small on the image, which means it has to be a print. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the water spots. Or it could have been a and really huge dust. negative. 
even on a large format negative, which I haven't heard of those being used in those early programs, mm-hmm. that would be a really, really fine hair to be picked up. Like this, it just, it looks like cat hair. Um, yeah. But when I put it in Photoshop and I adjusted it multiple times in multiple ways to correct the exposure so that the background, which is space, is the right color, which is black. This thing disappears. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty positive that this thing was dust or more likely lint or something. Plus, never mind the fact that this photo, it had to have been taken somewhere between the Earth and the moon. Yeah, for the size of the Earth and the photograph, it must have been at least a third of the way to the moon. Yeah. Which, which is 80,000 miles. Which means you know, or that probably as more. big as that thing was, it should have crashed and killed us all or unleashed the alien horde. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, and obviously it would have been enormous, to be the scale it was in that photograph. We'd have seen it, but all it would the have time. been a, it would have been an altitude of, of thousands of miles. Yeah, not just and so yeah, the whole thing is just absurd. So what I want people to do is I want to, them to keep this in mind and keep an objective view on this, so that when they're looking at it and they can kind of pull the details out and not just take the bait and and just swallow it all at once, but really trying to figure out what you're looking at yeah. well, or what you know, you're being I, told. You'd have to be pretty damn gullible to look at that photograph and think it has anything to do with the Black Knight satellite, don't you think? Well, it, you know, in the, the original image that I showed you guys, it looks kind of metallic spaceshipy because it's zoomed and it's mm, fuzzed. Yeah. And I can see how somebody, without taking context into it, would be like, whoa, what the heck is that? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, in the original photo, if, if you're just looking at it, within the confines of a website or something like that. You're not going to see the hair. You're not going to see all of the other stuff that's there. It's all cropped, and it does. I, You know, I've seen that picture before, and it's hard to kind of step away from that and say, oh, there there could totally be something else going on there. It's easy to take it at face value, and we do that a lot. Yeah. Next theory on the docket? What's that? This is really just a bunch of stories that have been jammed together with hot glue to make it the Black Knight satellite. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you get why I make the hot glue reference? Do you remember when you were a kid and you were in art class and you would hot glue stuff together and it would just come out to be this gnarly, gross mass of like stuff? Did you ever do that? No, because I was an artist. Yeah, me too. I'm an artist too, but I was still a kid. Nah. No, we didn't use hot glue in my art class. We used welding equipment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I was trying to figure out if you were talking about a bunch of different stories jammed together or a bunch of different things jammed together like in that episode of Futurama. Oh, no, this is this is not not the Futurama. Not this is a bunch of stories jammed together. Got it. Which I know that the pair of you do this, and we've just been kind of harping on this. Is yeah. that when we start looking at these things, each individual piece in context, suddenly it becomes much easier to see what's going on. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we've already walked through this entire story. We're now going to walk through a number of pieces of the story in sequence again. Mm-hmm. Kind of shine some light on some things that were going on. Sounds good. Yeah, there was a lot of that stuff. Was yeah, BS. Well, well, well let's things. let's start with Nikola Tesla because he's where we started in the beginning. Today mm-hmm. we do know that Tesla was picking up a repeating signal, but what he was picking up was a pulsar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
We which, didn't know about pulsars in 1899. We didn't really figure out what they were officially or, or classify them until 1968. Pulsars put out radio waves in a very specific pattern that's repeating. Yep. Mm-hmm. He didn't know sure that. Enough. So yeah. he just he took his best guess. I totally understand that. I don't fault Tesla for that. But that's what that was. So I can't say that's the Black Knight satellite. We'll move forward to LDEs. Yeah. We don't really know exactly what LDEs are today, but there's a there's a, over a dozen theories out there. But basically what we think is going on is that a couple of the theories are is that it's possible that radio waves are being picked up and caught in aurora activity caused by solar storms, which is holding on to them before they, they get spun down to Earth. There was just a really interesting article released about aurora energy and how it affects the earth we'll post it on facebook eventually but nice yeah, just should. saying like literally we today will. there was a new study oh yeah i haven't seen it that very today. Interesting. okay yeah. uh let's see what do we got uh the next one up is it's reflections in the ionosphere that are caused by the magnetosphere yeah like radio skipping yeah it's radio yeah. skipping is mm-hmm. exactly what it is yep. and, and actually uh, the, the thing about the the reflection the radio skipping is it's actually refraction it's actually that thing's not bouncing off the ionosphere. And I talked about this in the LBE, Lost Boy Larry. <laughs> LBL. LBL. Um, is that they are actually refracted da- back downward um, by the ionosphere. And a similar phenomenon happens under the ocean. Submarine, uh, submarine sonars, the passive sonars, will pick up the same signal at two different times. Because they travel basically different pathways to get to you. You're listening with your, with your hydrophone. And you hear the same noise twice because it go it takes two different paths to get there. It's being refracted up and down one way. And Bouncing I, off the bottom of the ocean and the top yeah. of the ocean? Uh, essentially, it's, it's a similar kind of thing. Like a sound layer is a similar kind of thing as what the ionosphere does. Oh, and that, okay. And that, is, and that is it'll bounce off the bottom of the ocean. Then it goes up to a sound, to, to like a, a layer where there's, say, a, a sharp difference in temperature. And there are temperature gradients like yeah. that in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't... it. It's, some people look at it as bouncing up, but really what happens is it goes up into that and it's refracted, bent back downwards. Got it. So it's refracted, not really reflected. Okay. And well, so I stand corrected. Be, and so, no, 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 I'm not correcting you. But what I'm saying <laughs> oh, no. is that what I'm saying is that what the experience that the, what what the, the Navy's experience with sonar is a similar thing, where the where something will follow two different tracks to get to the same place and it gets there at different times. The noise does. Yeah, it's, it's the a same weird thing can happen phenomenon. with radio waves. Yeah, uh, the, but it's not. It's not really unexplainable. No, and and, and uh, yeah, it's it's. But it's weird. But here here's the last one that we've got for LDEs, which is, it may be that the radio signals are getting trapped between ionized layers in the atmosphere. Yep. Because that we do know that happens. There's mm. ionization up there, and it's kind of bouncing around, and then it. This uh, it, quote unquote falls out a hole or bounces out a hole that's in the bottom. Now it's quite as likely that some of them they get trapped in there are bouncing out of holes in the top and shooting into space, but the ones we are picking up are mm-hmm. falling out of the bottom. Yeah. So that's what's causing the delays. They're skipping around mm-hmm. until they finally find a hole to to bounce out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. and see the other thing about the LDEs is, and actually a lot of this is that if it's an alien satellite, then why is it messing around with this whole LDE crap? It's either going to be totally in stealth mode or it's going to be sending us direct transmissions saying, hey there, 
How's it going? <laughs> you know, hey, my come, name is Garfield. And I like lasagna, yeah. and come see me. Yeah, come to booties because we really want to eat you. I mean, eat you. And, uh, yeah, that's Engli- our English isn't good yet. It's yeah, yeah. We didn't mean it. we didn't mean that at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, and so I don't I, I don't think it's going to be doing weird stuff like like rebroadcasting our radio waves to us. That's stupid. I I I, I will. I'll get on board with that. Yeah. Let's okay. move forward. 1954. Remember we talked about the, the newspaper reporting of the two satellites that were in a polar orbit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out that's uh, not real reporting. What is it? Uh, it's a couple of reporters and a couple of papers, evidently, ripping off the dust jacket of a UFO book. Oh. Some guy was trying to sell his book about UFOs, and they were having a little fun, and they took some stuff directly out of it and published it, and people went, uh, picked it up and believed it. Yeah. And really, it was just kind of a big joke. Mm-hmm. I think it was an inside joke that gained more life than they ever thought it would. What was the date? Was that April 1st? I don't know that it was April 1st, but yeah, so that's what's going on there. Uh, Let's move forward again. uh, We're going to talk about 1960 and what the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. government found. Mm. Here's what's going on in 1960. Remember there was uh, that unknown dark tumbling object that was picked up and everybody kind of wigged out because we're in Cold War times? That was Black Mm -hmm. Knight Satellite. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't? Uh-uh. At the time, so we're talking nine, late 59, all of 60, part of 61, we're putting rockets up. Oh, yeah. And it's part of the Discoverer program where the Discoverer program is going to put satellites out so that we can figure out what's in space, what's on Earth. We're going to figure out all this stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the idea. We figured it out already, right? That's we space, did now. Space is done. But, yeah. It's not a mystery at all. Space no. is so boring We now. get it. Okay. We get it. Got it. <laughs> Turns out, 1992, the CIA, um, I think it was through the Freedom of Information Act because it was no longer classified, we found out the CIA was involved in the Discoverer program, mm. and they were putting up... Is it Corona? The Corona satellites. The Corona yeah. satellites, and it sounds like Joe, you you actually have a pretty good idea of what the Corona satellites were, or had you just kind of gone through them? Yeah, so Corona was the really the earliest spy satellite, uh, at least that we had. And what Corona did is it would it would be in a polar orbit, as we talked about before, for surveying and spying polar lower low altitude orbits to the best. And it had uh, a number of high definition, really. really big cameras in it that took a lot of photographs and then like okay, 8,000 per yeah just it, it, it would just use up its entire roll and then the camera would be ejected by the satellite and it would fall into the atmosphere and it would it would deploy a parachute and then this this airplane would come along and snag it in midair I mean, it was really an elaborate operation, and luckily these days we've we've got electronic. We can just broadcast digital images back. <laughs> Much easier, yeah, yeah, way I know. easier. We didn't yeah. have that back in those days. We didn't have digital imaging, so they actually had to take film and eject it. And imagine how how beautifully timed that had to be. It had that to be plane, amazing. That yeah. plane had to be just in the perfect right spot. Well, the they lost right a number of those satellites when they or yeah. the, the the bucket. They called it the bucket. Yeah, when it dropped its bucket, they lost a number of buckets. And the first one that they 
they lost eventually was found in Venezuela. Uh-huh. And once it was found, they realized that what they needed to do was stop stenciling top secret on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh instead, they put, they put some reward information in 22 languages all over it so people would turn it in. That's Smart. the most amazing Smart thing movie. I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't look at this. It's top secret. Uh-huh. Totally top secret. Guys, it's top secret. Don't touch it. Yeah. Well, I, so here's the thing is that so we've we've talked about the corona program well what happened is discover eight there evidently was some kind of malfunction and when it went to drop its bucket its orbit was messed up and a big chunk of it came off in an unexpected way and it tumbled around the earth gosh when was it it uh it it came back in it, it re-entered the atmosphere in March of 1960, and they're pretty sure the bucket came back down or probably around that time because it didn't dump the bucket as it was intended. Mm-hmm. But that was in a polar orbit and would have been in an erratic orbit because it was screwed up. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty positive that that's what was being picked up because the CIA isn't going to tell the U.S. Air Force what they've got up there because it's so secret. They're not going to just spill, oh, <laughs> sorry, Ted, this is what it is. Yeah. No, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Particularly if it involves uh, admitting a huge mistake. Oh, well, right. especially a giant program, because I think there was 15, or, no, there's more than 15. There was, I can't remember how many of those. Cur- no, it, it, it's, it's all right. Bunch, yeah, there was yeah. lots and lots of those cameras, and they, they evolved quite quickly, but they put a lot of those up there. And at a Cold War time, that would have probably caused some kind of clash. I mean, we'd already had the... Uh, the whole Bay of Pigs thing happened right around... It wasn't the Bay of Pigs 1960? Uh, that was 61? 61. 61. Well, so it's pretty, it was pretty yeah. close on the heels yeah. of this... this potential nuclear holocaust between two countries. So they didn't want to spill the beans and they weren't supposed to be doing this. And also it was a mistake. Again, you know, it's a mistake. You're not about to be like, Oh yeah, sorry. We were this classified program and we kind of messed it up and lost a half of something that cost more than, you know, we've ever thought of spending anything on anything. You know, it's just, you don't do that. You don't say that. No, you don't say that at all. No, you want to keep quiet about it, but just uh, maybe a little bit of a correction. I thought that, uh, what happened with that particular launch, it wasn't so much the bucket drop, dropping wrongly, but it was that on launch, the rocket goes up, and, and then eventually a couple of casings pop off, and the satellite is released. Yeah. And I, thought, I, 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 I had thought that one of those casings, for one reason or another, like wound up in orbit instead of going back into the atmosphere and burning up. I've seen that as and, well. And that, and that was that. And that, that and could very well be, but I also know the, there was an issue with the satellite itself and the bucket didn't come down right as well. So yeah. I don't know which it is. Yeah, it could the, have been the casing. It could have been the, the bucket. It could have been the, the Corona satellite. Yeah, the casing, I think, would, would be a more likely candidate because it's it, it, would, it would have a much bigger radar signature. So <laughs> it I would. Think the casing, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, yeah, but yeah, sir, certainly spy satellites have come a long ways. They're much sneakier. Yeah. Much sneakier now. Much better. You know, buckets. No. Uh, let's move to the next, one of the next things we talked about, which is Gordon Cooper. Remember that Gordon Cooper saw the green glowing oh, yeah. thing the, the, at uh, loop number 15 around the globe? Yeah. 
he has adamant he adamantly denied that ever mm. ever happened. Well, of course he's denying it. He actually the provi- Illuminati clearly got to him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he actually provided transcripts, his own transcripts from his uh, end. Yeah, yeah, to from, prove that he didn't actually say any of that. Yeah, he never said any of that. I know. No. And so And um, all those people in mission control, they never they never heard him say that either. No. So yeah. I'm guessing they never actually saw it either. Mm. Uh, we're going to then go to the 1970s when we had Duck Duncan Lunan. I almost called him Duncan Lunan, which Duncan. doesn't make any sense. No. Duncan Lunan, he never actually said that the transmissions that he was looking at came from the Black Knight satellite. He also seems to believe that they came from two points in space, mm-hmm. one that was 60 degrees ahead and one that was 60 degrees behind the moon, the course of the moon. Mm. And he actually, he, later on, he acknowledged that he made some major mistakes and what he came up with was wrong. And he recounted the whole thing. He renounced he, the whole he thing. He retracted it. Retracted it. Yeah. yeah. He was like, nope, I was wrong. Well, plus. I don't know what I was smoking, but that was bad. Well, plus, I believe Duncan Lunan wasn't actually a scientist. Wasn't he actually a science fiction writer? That was part of what he did, I believe, yes. Yeah, yeah. And the the last one in the story that we talked about, which was the Endeavor photos. Yeah. The space shuttle would always fly in a semi-equatorial orbit. Mm-hmm. As does the ICE. The ICE. International Space Station. Yes. The, is, 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 is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if there is an object moving in a polar orbit, it would have gone by the space shuttle. It would have been zipping. Eight to 20,000 miles per hour. Oh, yeah. Which would be really hard to get all of those really awesome high-resolution photos. Oh, got. I know, I know. That's uh, I know it's ridiculous. I mean, let, and let's, let's face it, the combined speeds of the two, because don't forget, the ISS and the shuttle, is also moving. Yes. they're also booking. They're, yeah. they're, they're rocketing along, yes. too. They see, how many uh, sunrises do they see in a day? Do you remember the number? It's like I, I don't remember. Something yeah, something like that. Like that. Some crazy. Crazy. It would be fun. I'd love to go up there. Oh, but, yeah. I just wish that I could afford the trip. Yeah. I uh, don't have that kind of money. Listeners. Unless this yeah, podcast yeah. suddenly becomes a cash cow. I know. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. So, and also, you know, you know, there's, it's pretty, there's all these pictures that they took of this object. Which you can't take when you're both well, moving in, in. If you had a really high speed camera, you could get maybe one shot. Yeah. But they took a whole bunch of shots. They took a whole bunch of yeah. shots. Here's what's going on, though, is the mission logs and, and stuff. Turns out that during an EVA. What's that? What does EVA stand for? It's, it's um, like uh, extra ve- extra vehicular activity. Activity, or yeah. yeah it, they're like outside of the space shuttle. Yeah. They went outside in space in a space suit, is oh, the okay. layman's term of yep. it. And they floated around. They, they did, floated did, around. Eh. They did some stuff. Well, they accidentally knocked loose a thermal blanket, and it flew away from the space Knocks, shuttle. How does that mean? Knocked I'm loose. guessing it was in the cargo compartment. Mm. I don't know how it tore loose, but it did. Those things are silver on one side and black on the other, and they're basically a giant chunk of insulated blanket. Mm-hmm. So if you ever think of the insulation in your house, if you've ever seen that installed, no, we had kinda... space blankets in our like in our earthquake survival kits. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. they come in like a little pack that's yeah. fits in your pocket. And yeah, it, yeah, something like that. Well, it's a bulkier version of that. Okay, but it broke loose and it drifted away. It's dark on one side, silver on the other. 
Yeah. You're got knocked loose. Sorry, I'm just I'm shaking my head because I'm just thinking about how easy it is to just knock something loose into space like a human. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it happened to Tim Robbins. Don't stop. Just stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it was the blanket was crumpled and folded, and it looked odd, and it had some funny shapes as it drifted away. But if and I, we're going to have to link to this photo, but this is why I love the internet is somebody actually took the time to take all of those photos, match up the cloud patterns, and scale them appropriately, and you can actually see this thing kind of twisting and tumbling in space. Yeah. And a lot of, course, of places yeah. only show it as we talked about earlier. One image cropped really close. There, and no. that one image does, in fairness, look all... It looks very much like it could have been a spaceship. Yeah, it totally kind. does. Yeah, but... Uh, it's but in not. exactly the right angle, and the shiny bits are exactly where you'd want it. And <sighs> yeah, I mean... I, but but when you see this, where they're all put together, it not to make a really bad clear. joke, but it, it takes the wind out of that alien ship sail. <laughs> oh, it does. I know, that was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. It was really awful. Yeah. I really I, cannot make a joke. It's the last six no. months. Uh, I, it's I, sad. I, really, I yeah. know, it's but really, yeah. It I got to get a joke act to me. Um, okay, well, let's, uh, let's move forward. We're going to oh, go okay. to the last bit here, which is not really a theory. But it is a bit of an explanation of uh, where maybe the name came from. The Black Knigget. The what? The Black Knigget. Night. Didn't you ever see Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't Don't making you know the that? connection. Don't go away, you silly English Knigget. You never, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic I do movie. remember that. Okay. Well, obviously it's British because Joe's making the Monty Python joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, between 1958 to 1965, the Brits were launching and testing. Uh, a rockets and it was under the name the Black Knight. The whole thing was initially a ballistic missile program, so they could throw nukes at. Uh, so like I'm not quite dead yet. Black yeah, Knight. it's only yeah. a flesh wound. Black yeah. Knight? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were gonna they were gonna throw nukes at the Soviet Union, but of course the the Soviet Union and the U S quickly outpaces them. They have much better rocket technology. So what what they do is they just decided to salvage this program and it was using uh the the blue streak missile was the actual missile that it was using but they were going to go ahead and use it to try to figure out how to get into space i guess this next part is because they were trying to save money they they farmed out different bits of it to different countries so to france and to germany and all these guys and they did several launches and every one of the launches it appears failed yeah because like they had bad components on every every one of them from different places it wasn't like the germans were always screwing it up or the french were always screwing up it was like oh well they got it right but you got it wrong this time and so it, the whole thing was kind of a, a fiasco it was it Got retired in, I want to say, before 1970, they quit doing it. Mm. Because the whole thing was just a waste of money and Not quite dead yet. Yes. Well, it is now. Yeah. Yeah. They but, still got yeah. They still got something about Europe. Europe still has a bit of a bit of a space program. That though, that, that that's kind of the end of what I've got here for the Black Knight. So I'm I'm going to go on record and saying I'm not saying that there isn't something that is orbiting the Earth that we didn't put there mm-hmm. that is of an intelligent origin that we haven't figured out. 
I'm not going to say that because I can't say that. But what I'm going to say is that a lot of things that have been tacked on to this story shouldn't have been tacked on because they're they're not oh, yeah. real. But they're that's, not really part of the story. That's just kind of the fun of the whole thing, though. Well, it's the fun of the whole thing until there's 700 different things that have been glued to it. Well, isn't that why we do this podcast? It is indeed. And so <laughs> that's... I'm going to say... I, I think... I do think that there may have been something up there that we didn't know what it was, whether it's still there or not. But yeah. it's not this giant, giant thing yeah. that mm-hmm. the Black Knight satellite story has grown to be, I agree. in my not, opinion. Yeah, it's just, you know, probably like I was saying, a naturally occurring, just a meteoroid that was captured for a while before burning up in our atmosphere or debris left over from our you know from our space program but that's or one of our bad spy satellites well, the, the, yeah. the rocket yeah so any number of things yeah but not you know an alien probe or anything probably no nah, i don't think so right not that i know of yeah i a doubt in that because actually you know probably they would have been here by now after surveying the planet and everything and you know figuring out there's lots of edible human beings down here they would have been been here well it, it, uh, I think I know I've talked to you two about this, but I don't know if any of our listeners have. Is it, it, it always that makes me think? Is there's this book out there called Infected by a guy named Scott Sigler, and one of the things is that there's this probe circling the Earth that's dropping microbe spore things that are doing weird thing to people mm-hmm. to try and you know get its race going again. But that, that's what I would think about is like if it's been there that long and it figures out we're here and hey, there's yummy humans with the squishy inside let's do that but none of that has happened well you don't know that it hasn't I was, happened i knew you were gonna do that to i mean me. i'm just saying you don't know that know, it they, hasn't might have, happened. they might have snagged some people to you know i mean actually you know if you if you think of human beings as a delicacy then um, obviously the smart thing to do is just to come down here and nab enough breeding pairs to take back to your home world that you could just you know just breed a whole lot of herds of humans that you can you know yeah. That you can just I, slaughter I was, and turn into steaks. I mean, I was just going with the whole spore thing. I mean, there's nothing to say that the course that our evolution has taken has been the natural course that our evolution would have taken had we not been exposed to those spores. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. But, no, both of them. Although I, I do like... Joe's theory a little bit better. Yeah, because you guys of, don't like the cattle. idea. You don't like the idea of benevolent aliens. You no. guys are always like, oh, aliens, they're yeah. no, evil no, no. I, I, I want the I want the Joe cattle line. You know, there's there's uh, what is it, Omicron Percy I eight, and mm-hmm. they've they've got a whole host of clones of Joe that are just walking around talking about submarines before they get cut up into cut. I know. The Until their human horn are harvested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ain't gonna take me alive. But... But no, That's what I, they all say before they walk into the human chopper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, I don't know. I think this one's laid to rest. Okay, I think that yeah, it's uh, not alien. It's it's not as as at least not as uh, as no big as it's it been is. led to be. No, it's sad. Yeah, it would right. be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> and by the way, I was speaking back back to the whole thing about about aliens. I really really want the aliens that we eventually meet if we do. To be good and to be benevolent, maybe it's possible, but and I not think, to eat us. Yeah, but I think that, uh, that given given the fact that evolution applies, Darwinism applies on all worlds, they're going to be aggressive and nasty. 
and uh, and they're probably going to want what we have. We're probably going to so, end up being space hillbillies. That's really what it's going to boil down yeah. to. Yeah, but we're way we're getting, we're, uh, we're getting yeah, off track. Way off track. We're getting though. off track. So let's let's give our our, our 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 final bit of important information here, oh, which yeah. is our website. Yeah. Which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Mm. Of course, there you're going to find the episode and all of our episodes uh, that we've done on any story in the past. You will find our research links to this particular one. You can leave a comment on the website. You can download the episode on the website. Most people aren't doing that. Instead, most people are probably going to iTunes. If you're on iTunes, go ahead, leave a comment and a rating. That's how other people find us, and you can subscribe right there. If you're streaming us through another app, whether it be Stitcher or Podcatcher or whatever it might be, uh, that's awesome. Leave ratings there, but you can always find us that way. You can find us on Facebook because we have the page and the group. And uh, what is it you always say? Find us, friend us, like us, Joe? Something like that. And Joe just wants to be liked. But we're on Facebook, and we always have good conversations on there with folks. We are on Twitter. We are thinking, without the G, sideways, at Twitter. Mm. We're on Twitter. And, uh, oh, of course, we've also got got, uh, T-shirts and uh, mugs and phone cases and some other stuff like that. That is all available. If you go to our website, on the right-hand sidebar, there is a link to Zazzle directly to our store. So if you're interested in some of that, it's all right there. Mm. And, of course... If you are the Black Knight Satellite and you want to talk to us, stop yeah, exactly. using those silly LDEs and just send us an email. That's right, dude. Our, Come on. Get 21st century yeah, and all that. Use, get, get an e- <sighs> you know, it's going to be an email address that's at Black Knight. No, it's going to be at ClintonEmail.com. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, we have new, new, uh, new piece of merchandise. We do have uh, autographed, personally autographed, eight by ten glossies of ourselves. That's not true. Available. <laughs> no, our faces, our faces are blacked true. out. Nope, not true. <laughs> not yeah. true at all. Yeah, no. Uh, our email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Hear that satellite? Send, send us comments. Send us story suggestions. Uh, uh, you can send us just about anything you want if you want to talk about stuff. We're we're always there. We'll reply to everybody. Maybe not within the first day, but we get to all of our emails. And I think that's just about all the details we need to share with folks. Yeah, Pretty we much. need to jet on out of here. All yeah. right. We're going to close this one up. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. It's been fun, and we will talk to you next week. Ta-ta. Bye, guys. Aliens. Aliens.